have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys, and welcome to Straight From The Chest Podcast. My name is Justin Groth, and I'm your host on this personal development and growth podcast. Listen, thank you for tuning in to the show. If this is your first time, I just want to welcome you back. If this is your second, fourth, or 158th time tuning back in, we just appreciate your listenership. We appreciate your listening ear, your time, your energy. It means a lot to me, so thank you, thank you. And um, uh, moving forward, look, if this is a podcast you derive value from, please, people, Share with others, share on your Instagram, your Facebook, uh, Twitter, anything. Link the podcast straight from the chest. Uh, at me, at Justin Craig Groth is my Instagram handle. It'll be much appreciated. Go ahead and tag me and I'll just re-mention that in my stories. And again, it just helps to generate more awareness of the podcast, the guests we have on, the stories we hear, etc. And hopefully, hopefully the the help that it's promulgating in the in in the um in the interim. So I appreciate that from you. I appreciate your support. Again, you're listening here. It means a lot to me. And as a caveat, uh, I still am sort of under the weather. And uh, so if my voice is still crackling or if, um, or if I end up coughing <laughs> at any point in time, uh, please forgive me. I, I, I just, just trying to get over this last little hump of this, uh, stupid, stupid virus. So um, but nonetheless, I wanted to talk to you guys about something today that's been sort of heavy on me. Um, and it's something that it's not a bad heaviness, but it is something that I feel more prompted to talk about. Uh, and, and I felt like that ever since starting these podcasts, it's funny how, when you orient yourself around something that you derive meaning from your brain automatically starts to collect pieces of data or pieces of instruction that will help to better serve that particular thing that you're orient yourself to or that you find meaning in. And ever since I started the podcast some three or so years ago, that has been the case. I've, I've, I've just unbeknownst to me starting to wanted to compile more data for like, or not wanting to, but I would, I, I say that I want to, and yes, I want to, but it naturally comes, I guess that's the better choice of wording. It comes to me now in a way that didn't before. Maybe I'm just more uh, understanding of it and I can compartmentalize it when it does come. And and maybe that's the way my brain is starting to now navigate uh, what's in front of me because it knows that this is meaningful to me. And as a result, it wants to collect more things that I can shed more light on or I can dispense with more so on this particular platform because it is meaningful. Either way, guys, um, the thing is, is that I, I, let me just say like this, this is kind of be off kilter a little bit from what I normally talk about because what I normally talk about is serving towards the specific goal or endeavor that people are after and the pursuit and how to get there and how to complete it and how to be your best in the process and how to soak up shit in the process. That isn't necessarily what this podcast is centered around today. Um, it is 
centered around the human being because this is an element that if you adopt, I believe it will create a better version of you and how you interface with others, relationships, relationships being at the forefront here. So with that being said, I'm going to carry on. What I've learned in my 37 years, not really 37 years because I didn't start dating when I was fucking one. So when I started learning, what I started learning, I would say in the last 10 years, give or take, well, let's say like 15 years. Now nah, more like 10 years. Okay. Cause that's when I started dating with more serious intent. What I've noticed is that at least the girls that I've interfaced with throughout my years, these last 10 years so from life, let's say 27 to 37, I've noticed that when I am just me, meaning when I bring to the table is who I am and what you bring to the table is who you are. When I only bring that to the table and I'm only in search of a woman to absorb whatever I am, it's not good enough and it doesn't last. And there's, I obviously have historical proof to back that up, substantiate that because I'm not with any of the females that I was with for the last 10 years. Okay. None of them exist in my life now. And there's a reason for that. And sure you could say, well, maybe it was them. Well, maybe it was me. Maybe it was me not doing my best work or not putting my best foot forward in the relationship. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you shouldn't bring yourself to the table in its raw natural form and not expect somebody to be able to accept that and appreciate that. Yes. But I also am saying that if you want to extract the best out of the counterpart, i.e. the woman or man that you're interfacing with, you better learn that person. Now, you're not going to learn exactly what Christine from Missouri is like until you actually interface with her personally, but you may get to understand 95% of the way she is if you understand the way a biological woman operates and what a biological woman wants from a man. You will have a leg up in that regard, but if you don't do your due diligence as a man or a woman and learn the other gender and what they need in order to be their best, then you're leaving a lot on the table. You're leaving a lot of possible I don't want to say positivity because it's not that, but you're leaving a lot of, you're leaving a lot of potential, I guess, on the table that you will not unmask otherwise because you're coming to that relationship in that manner in almost a disingenuous state by you saying, let's, let's, let's throw an example on the table. Let's just illustrate something for, for shits. If I'm meeting with you for the first time at coffee, and I don't, and I haven't taken time to learn you as a woman yet. And I'm just stepping into it in just it, with a scenario of we're two people having coffee, but really 
I want more than that and so do you, which is the reason why we're on this date in the first place, okay? We're both older people. We both know what we're looking for in life. We've had a long time to figure it out. We're not just messing around here. It's safe to say that. So being that's the case, you have some form of training, so to speak. Would you say that? That's fair to say. You and I both have had some form of training along the way that is that is essentially culminated into this day that we've now sat down to meet, to meet ourselves with and have exchanged coffee with. So why wouldn't you want to bring your best foot forward in that particular circumstance? I can tell you the way it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen if you don't learn that person and if you don't learn what makes a woman want a man. And conversely, if a woman doesn't learn what makes a man want a woman. So that takes you though doing your due diligence on your end. And I call it the reciprocity effect because it's a funny thing that happens when you deliver something to somebody if you're if you're if you're giving something to somebody that they inherently need they may not have asked you but they need it they value it etc you automatically begin to shift quite possibly how they were going to act towards you and maybe it turns in your into your favor. Maybe they weren't going to act the best way towards you because maybe they were going to put up walls and guards because that's what they've known of men prior to you. But then you give them something that they're not used to. That could be anything. Let's call it right now something simple like you treat them in a gentle fashion. You're gentle with your words. You're very, let's say you're very complimentative. You're soft with your approach. They know you're a hard man because they can see your exterior. And maybe they know that you, you are assertive, you're dominant, etc. Maybe they know you're disciplined from your backstory. But you're not giving them those types of, you're not giving them those types of feelings when you're talking to them in a very soft and gentle manner and you're giving them compliments to boot. So naturally, they want to be more soft and gentle back towards you. And now you're bringing out more of their feminine side, which is what you want from as a man. You want a masculine man wants a feminine woman. And I know I've talked about this before, but it's just the way things are. You, I don't, as a masculine man, I do not want a masculine woman. I do not mind certain masculine character traits, but overall, I need femininity in my life. Just like a woman, overall, most women, not all, most women need masculinity in their lives. They need a protector, a provider. They need a leader. They don't, they don't need a leader because they're stupid. That's what people, that's what women will get kind of confused. They need a leader because that's what's going to best serve them. That's what's going to best guide them and help to protect them, care for them. Look, that's how men care. We lead you. 
It has nothing to do with any kind of, you know, I'm higher up than you here. It has everything to do with that's the way that we care for you, for you as our woman. So in the same ways that you care for us as your men, you want to nurture us. You want to feed us. You want to make sure the household is taken care of. You want to nurture our children. You know, these are general character traits that most women adopt. Not all, most. And I say not all because I know I'm speaking to a wide platform here of people. So I want to be careful with my wording because at the end of the day, I do care. But here's the thing. Women need something. Men need something. As the man, you're called, I believe, to be a gentleman. And this is something that I didn't learn early on. And it's also something for me that's hard to apply in everyday life with a woman. Because naturally, I want to be this hardened, stubborn, like assertive, dominant male. But that in my, in my quest for a woman in my life and in my experiences, it has never, it has never bode positive for me. And I'm not saying that it can't work, but I am saying that the women that I've met the women that are in my demographic, it doesn't work with man. And what I have seen that not only I feel like I'm on the precipice of it working in a different, in a different fashion and possibly to be my, to serve me better, but not only do I, am I, if I establish this type of a gentleman, like fashion with her do I get a more feminine woman in return but also it actually weirdly enough serves my being better I almost get more of a high or rewarding feeling by being this way and the way that I the way that I calculate that is really in juxtaposition to what I do in my life that I have meaning with, that I find meaning with in my life. That's my business. That's my podcast. That's tutoring people in education with fitness, etc. That's mentoring all the little businesses that I do have and all the things that I do pro bono. I find a rewarding effect from those things. But if I don't listen to those things, if I don't listen to that rewarding feeling or that rewarding alert that goes off in my brain, once I do those things, I'm dis- I'm really discrediting myself. I'm discrediting what could be. And why would you do that? Why would any human being discredit the possibilities of what could be if they're positive in their lives and it serves them? And it serves them in ways that are really undescribable. Why would you discredit that? Why would you even worse? Why would you abort that? You wouldn't. So I have to listen to these things because even though physiologically, I can't describe exactly scientifically why that makes me feel that way. They do though. And so when I When I move this way as a man to a woman, 
it feels right. It feels right, like the right thing to do. Now, men, I'm not, and women here, I'm not saying that there are bad, there are not bad apples out there that exist that if you move in your proper way, it's, it's going to, it's not going to bring out the best in them. They may still do you wrong because again, there are bad seeds that exist, but just because there are bad seeds doesn't mean you shouldn't bring your best foot forward anyways. That's like, that's analogous as me saying, well, just because I know that my pet is going to die, I'm not going to love a pet anyways. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to have a pet, love that pet, knowing that there's an expiration date on them just because I don't want to be heartbroken at the end. I know that's going to happen, but it's better, like the saying goes, people, it's better to love and lose than to never have loved at all. And so the the same the same thing goes for you when you come into a relationship. And look, you may have your guards up, your walls up, that's good. But be willing to bet your best genuine foot forward to try to bring out the best in that person. And if nothing more, test yourself to see if you have that ability. Because you might be surprised with what it does to the counter, with what it does to the person that's in front of you. You may see a completely different person. And then in re- again, the reciprocity effect, when you dispense in that type of fashion, they then give you a different person. If they, and look, you may get that person Regardless, they might just be the person that they are, but in the event that they're not, you're going to encourage the person that you want. You're going to attract the person that you want by doing so. Because why? Because you're giving your best version to that person and you're giving them something that they need because you know what they need because you've done your research, you've done your due diligence, you've studied the opposite sex. You need to study the opposite sex if you want that. If you want that as a goal, and the end goal is to be married, the end goal is to have a partner for life, the end goal is to create a family, you have to do your work. It's it's not to say that everybody that's been married or has long um fruitful marriages are doing exactly that. Some people came into this just, you know, oh, I met this person. They're a great fit and, you know, happily ever after. And that exists. But when you're this, when you're in an older age and it hasn't worked out for you yet, and, you know, uh, suffice it to say, the world that we live in now, current day is a lot different than it was a hundred years ago or even 50 years ago. You have to move, you might want to think of, I'm sorry, you might want to entertain the notion of moving differently and actually educating yourself on what the counterpart, your counterpart needs. It can only do one thing, serve you better. It's not going to, it's not going to devalue who you are, subtract from who you are. If anything, it's going to make you better, not even just be neutral. It's going to do better than that. 
it's going to get you just a little bit better. So there is no harm in, in advocating for this type of a, for this type of a, a mindset to learn the, the uh, to learn the opposite gender, learn what they want from a biological state. Like I said, you're not going to know exactly what every person wants until you meet them and get to know details, but you at least have a positive, genuine leg up in the argument or not argument in the interfacing with this person when you know what they want from a biological needs standpoint. That's what we should all do. It's, it's, and it's like I said, when you end up, when you end up finding out what this person wants and you dispense with that, you end up getting what you want in return. How many times have you ever opened a door for a lady and gotten that lady to be like, um, thank you. I can do it myself. It oftentimes is not going to happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but more often than not, it's going to be your, your greeting is going to be met with a thank you. And that's it. That's the, that's the transaction there. You open the door, you get a thank you in return and maybe a nice smile to boat as well, to boot as well. Sorry. But in the event that you don't do any of that, you absolve yourself of the possibility that it even exists. And like I said, that's something that I don't think anybody should experience. You should experience the other person for everything that they're created to give you. And you should be able to be willing to give that person everything that you were created to give them and come to the table in a genuine light. And again, that's going to be predicated on if you're going to do your due diligence or not. If you're going to take the time to educate yourself on what women want. Then when you have the relationship continuously nurturing that component, that's going to matter just as much. Respecting your partner, respecting their their boundaries, boundaries respecting their space, respecting what they like, what they don't like, they will give the same in return to you. But that's how you create a long lasting life with somebody. I would imagine, I don't know, cause I, I'm not there, but I'm saying that that's what hits me in terms of, that's what hits me in the most meaningful way and knows and, and, and almost highlights to me. That's how it should be done. And again, I don't know shit. All I'm telling you is what I've come to witness in my life, what my body viscerally says when I come into something that I feel is rewarding. When I do something that's rewarding, I listen to it. And when I'm, when I'm interfacing with somebody and I'm giving them a version of me that I haven't given to somebody else, or at least not to the same extent, and I feel rewarded from it, I listen to it. And I have to just continuously nurture that particular reward pathway because I believe that's not just selfish. That's going to be selfless in the future because I'm doing it for the betterment of not only myself, but the nurturing aspect of a relationship. And there are both there. It's not just one or the other here. 
You have to both bring something to the table. But I believe as the man, you are called to step up to the plate first. It doesn't mean that that's how it happens in every scenario in life. But I do believe that as the man, you are supposed to bring your best foot forward first and lead as an example. If you want to be followed by your companion, by your wife, you better adopt the principles that are showcasing of that in the very forefront. So that means you starting out like that. You have to start out like a gentleman. You have to start out chivalrous. You have to start out the one that is putting the value on the relationship. If you don't, and I've done this before, you leave a lot of potential on the table. And who knows? That could have been your wife, your future children walking away from you. If you just had taken the time to put your best foot forward, lead with intent in the first place as the gentleman that she needs. You may have a whole different story. You may have a whole different story to your name. But again, that's up to you like everything is. It's a choice. It's a choice. But I've never in my life ever ever been let down by the art of encouraging somebody. And that's essentially what you're doing when you divulge with a gentleman-like construct, manner, fashion. You're encouraging that woman to be her best self for you. She naturally wants to be better, a better woman for you. She naturally wants to learn what it is that you love or like or gravitating to your your the, the the way that your natural affinities now become her affinities. You can't just expect somebody to be that or to do those things when you haven't brought anything to the table. Just because you're a man, that works sometimes, but I don't believe it works all the time, and I don't believe it has a it has an actual high percentage rate tethered to it. Why would you leave possible potential on the table in the absence of you just not doing your due diligence and educating yourself when you could have? Encouragement has never, ever been something that I've thought I shouldn't have done that with. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have given that person that encouragement. They didn't deserve it. I've never had that conversation with myself. And so why don't you take that same act into relationships and come to the table with a genuine foot forward? Done. <laughs>